Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. Today, we are going to talk about tulips, and I am really excited for this episode because I think there's a lot of confusion about how to grow them and how to do it best, and I'm going to try to address and really point out the differences if you are growing them as a cut flower farmer or selling them commercially to customers, or if you're just giving them away as bouquets, you just want some in your landscaping, because I think, you know, there's a lot of information out on Instagram or social media about if you grow tulips, you need to cut off the bulbs and throw them away. And people are confused because they're like, I've been doing it for years and I don't have to do that. And I want to really address what that means and what that looks like. And plus, I think tulips are, for me, it's the highest demand flower. I started out year, well, year one of my business, I didn't have any. And then that fall, because you plant them in the fall and you pick them in the spring, that fall I bought a thousand tulips. And then the following year, so last year, I had about 4,500. And then all said and done, I bought about 11,000 last year, I think 11,500. And I sold, I honestly don't know how many I have planted. I think it's just over 9,500 actually. I think I've been saying 11,000, but I think that's what I bought. I need to go back through and do the math, especially because they're going to be starting to pop up soon. So it is March 14th, 2023, as I record this. And yesterday, March 13th, was when I noticed my first tulips popping out of the ground. And remember, I'm in zone 4B, but that was inside of my high tunnel, not outside. I cover this in another episode, but growing in small spaces is something that I do a lot of succession planting and replanting different types of flowers in the same space. And that's how I literally am able to grow thousands, three, four, five thousand bouquets on less than half an acre is by doing it all within the same space. And once this one's done, I plant something else in its place. I don't want to disturb the soil on multiple acres and use up my whole yard. And it just makes a lot more sense. And especially when you're pulling up the tulips, it really works the soil and gets it ready for something else to be planted there. So I'm just going to explain how that all works. So in the fall... After all of the normal plants have been killed by a frost, so my zinnias, my sunflowers, my cosmos, all of those have been killed by a frost, I'll get rid of those. I either, actually the last couple of years I've used an enormous <laughs> weed whackers, pole saw, and just, you know, kind of brushed back and forth and cut them down. And then I removed the fabric and then I moved the drip lines and then was able to dig them up that way. But some people will use a brush mower, but regardless, you get rid of the plants in the fall that were there. Um, and then you remove the fabric, you remove the irrigation, you remove the staples. And I have a whole episode on landscape fabric, what that means, but, and then you add compost and then you work it into the soil. And we plant our tulips when we're growing them as cut flowers in really long trenches. So it's lots of work, but we get really healthy long stem blooms. So again, we'll touch on flower farming versus gardening. If you are growing for cut flower production, you need to dig up the whole tulip, bulb and all, and harvest it that way. If you're not, and it's just in your garden, first of all, you can leave it just as a perennial and it's just there. But even if you do cut it, you you probably can leave it and see what happens next year. But The problem is the bulb stores its energy from the plant that died back. So you need to let it die back naturally, or at the very least, if you do cut it, you really need to leave the bottom two leaves 
so that it can take that energy and make that for next year's flower. I know that that's true because in my first year, I planted them in some really hard, rocky soil. And when I went to dig them up, I didn't realize, you know, maybe use a potato fork, loosen up the soil, spray it with a hose, loosen it up a little bit. I just went to pull the tulips up thinking that they would just come up with the bulb and the bulb snapped off on hundreds of them. And I was like, well, it got all the way down to the bulb, whatever. And then I just had to use them right away. I couldn't store them, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But what happened the next year, so those bulbs stayed in the ground, but I completely cut off the entire plant. So the next year they came back and it was about three inches tall of leaves. And that was it. There was no flower at all whatsoever. Now, I think if you cut it down to the ground, but again, you're only getting like an eight inch stem that's not long enough to put in a vase if you cut it off at the base of the ground. And so then you might get a tiny flower. And I I tried that a few times and yeah, it's just, it's tiny. I would be embarrassed to sell a dozen of those in a bouquet. I wouldn't, nobody would buy those. They would be ugly. And so what happens is when you dig them up completely and pull them up with the bulb attached to them, you are able to really lengthen that stem and give you an extra four or five inches at least. And that just really makes it look much nicer in the base, obviously. So like I said, you can try, but if you cut them, they're, they're probably not going to come back very nice. At the very least, leave a couple leaves in the bottom. Now, if I was just going to plant to make them look nice, some landscaping around my house, I would dig up a little hole and put about 10 to 12 tulip bulbs just kind of in a bunch and let them all just kind of come up together. But then I would leave them, let them die, not touch them. Now, again, if you're like, well, what if I pick a couple of them? Okay, okay, you can. (laughs) You know, maybe have every three, four feet around your house, around your landscaping, have 10 to 12 tulips. And maybe in the spring, you cut three or four of them out of each bunch. So then you use three or four out of each bunch. You leave, you know, eight of them sitting in, you know, in the ground blooming. So then next year, at least you'll have eight of them blooming again. So you don't have to completely redo it again the next year. But I have people and I and I know this is true for every single flower farmer, people that don't believe us. They don't believe us. My future mother-in-law doesn't believe me. She wants to plant the tulips. She wants to take the bulbs. She wants to try it. I'm like, trust me, it has been tried. It has been done. If we could do it that way, we would. <laughs> I know it seems wasteful that you you use it as an annual, but really if you want tulips for cut flower production, it has to be treated that way. So they really grow best in free draining soil. If they get waterlogged, they will rot. A friend of mine, her name's Amber. I wanted to cry for her last year. She planted them in way too low of ground. It was just way too muddy. And she went last spring and she was just waiting. And she's like, well, what do you mean yours are up? Mine aren't peaking up yet. And it had been like two weeks after mine. And I I think we both knew it. And finally, she went to try to dig them. And she's like, they are all rotten. I'm like, oh, my God. It's scary. It's nerve wracking. So make sure that, you know, before you really do it, huge trenches. If you're a flower farmer, I would try a couple different spots in your yard and just divide them up in a third, a third, a third. And, you know, so not a couple because that's two, three. (laughs) Math is hard. No, I would divide them up and just really figure out where they're going to grow best. They absolutely need full sun or as much sun as you can give them. But what I do now, and this is my first year doing this, so I don't want to sound like I'm an expert, but I divide them in half. So I did about, you know, 4,500 outside exactly where I had always grown them. 
And then the other half I did inside of my high tunnel, which really was outside. And then I ended up building my high tunnel around them because by the time we got the high tunnel put up, basically flower farmer fiance did not have time to help build the high tunnel until winter, but I needed to get the tulips planted in the fall. So I had volunteers to help me do that, but he could not get around to building the high tunnel until after they were installed. Another way you can do it is you can make sure that they're in long skinny rows and then you can actually build what we call a low tunnel. So you take, it's a low little mini frame, you know, you put the stakes on the ground and then you can actually put like greenhouse plastic on top of them. And, but then you have to uncover them during the day because they cannot cook. But that's a good way to do it if you don't have a high tunnel. Ashley Vale and I, in our high tunnel episode, if you go back and reference that, I believe it's episode seven, I think. But go back to that one and listen to it all about high tunnels. But you can make a little low tunnel outside to get half of your tulips to bloom. It's just keep in mind, you're really going to have to go back and forth and all day covering, recovering, because when you use a high tunnel or something for season extension, you don't want to trick it into thinking it's summer, the heat of summer, or they're going to bloom way too early and then they're going to bloom way too short. So what I did was I planted half of them inside of the tunnel. And then, like I said, those 4,500, they're starting to peak up literally yesterday, March 13th. Last year, I had tulips peaking up outside on April 8th. I checked my phone. That's when they started coming up. We still have so much snow on the ground and we're supposed to get more later this week. I don't think we're going to have tulips peeping on the ground. I mean, I seriously think we're going to have 4th of July tulips this year. I think it's going to be super late here in zone four. So I plant half of them inside a high tunnel and half of them outside. I dig these long trenches that are three feet wide and six inches deep. So you literally just pile all of the dirt to one side. I add my fertilizer or compost and then I rake it smooth into the ground so that it's just like an even flat surface. And then we will literally take the tulip bulbs and place them pointed side up like eggs in a carton. So you want them very close together. First of all, it helps get a lot of bulbs into a small space, but also when they're really close together like that, they compete for light and they get very tall. It makes it easier to pull them up because they all kind of come up a little bit looser and it just, you can get so many of them in a small space. I believe, you know, I planted 4,500 of them in a three foot by, I would say 20 foot trench, 4,500 tulips, probably 25, maybe. Eh, hold on. Let me do some math. It used to be 50, 40 feet, three feet by 40 feet. Final answer. I planted about 4,500 tulip bulbs. You really want them somewhere with full sun, not somewhere that there's going to be standing water because they really need free draining soil. You do not want to plant them where they're going to rot. So that's how you plant them when you are trying to do them for production. Oh, and another important thing to add, I know not everyone is in zone four. So again, it is March 13th. And this morning on my way to work, it was nine below. Actual temperature, nine below. It is so cold still. I haven't even planted my ranunculus yet because I can't. It's been freezing. But tulips need at least six weeks of cold in order to bloom. So in places in the south, they actually will pay extra for pre-chilled bulbs. And I don't know if they can just stick them in their freezer, if it's I shouldn't even talk about it because I don't know, but I'm, I'm humble enough to admit that I have no clue what I'm talking about when it comes to how you pre-chill them. I think they have to be in like 35 degrees, actually, if what I read, that's the minimum. Because otherwise, if you just stick them in a freezer without the soil around them, it'll be too harsh and they can get like freezer burn and they can rot when you take them out. I believe I read that somewhere. 
either way, if you plant them in you know Georgia or somewhere, you need to pre-chill them. Again, and if you are just planting them in your garden or landscaping and you're not picking them or you're not cutting them, you know, to worry about selling them, then as a rule of thumb, you're going to plant them three times as deep as they are tall. Just keeping in mind, you know, roughly six inches from the ground. One year I planted them only about four inches deep and they were just way too shallow. They were way too short stemmed. So that's, that's something that's really going to make them long and extended and look beautiful in a vase. So once you have the bulbs all in place, you're just going to take a hose and water them really well, really deeply, and then you're going to refill the hole. You're going to just take the dirt from the trench pile right next to it and cover it. Try to level it as smooth as you can, but honestly, call it good. It doesn't need to be perfect, and you walk away. But make sure you mark it so you know where they are. What I like to do is I take the little wire and plastic flags, you know what I'm talking about, that they use when they come out and, you know, mark your lines for your electric wire or whatever it is. So I like to mark the edges with that and then put one in the middle between the different varieties. And then I just take a picture with my phone and I put it on my Instagram stories. I take the text box and I just put the variety where they are between the flags And then I just save it to my camera roll. So I have a digital copy of what varieties are where. That's been really easy for me. And because I have a folder on my phone of everything flower farming, everything business, and I know that, okay, I always plant them in late October. So I can go back and reference that. And that's really easy for me. That might not be how you want to do it. You can buy, you know, longer landscaping tags or, you know, greenhouse tags, the plastic, and then you're going to write the label on it. You can buy just some wooden stakes and do it, but do not use a Sharpie because that's just going to fade away. So you're going to want to use a paint pen. I will put a link on my stories about that, but I have used it. I have done this before and I've been like, oh, don't use a Sharpie because that's how I label my dahlias in the fall before I dig them up. And within a month, the labels are gone. So make sure if you label them, you know exactly where they're at. So then, for example, if they're in my high tunnel or outside, they're outside, frozen solid, there's snow on top of them to insulate it. But even in the high tunnel until they're peeking out, I wait until they're peeking up to start watering them. I just watered them the other day. It still freezes really hard at night inside of the tunnel. So I didn't water them too deeply because I know that it was nine below last night. I don't want to freeze them. (laughs) So a good soaking a couple times a week. Some people will lay, you know, if they're growing commercially in fields and whatever, they will lay drip lines on top of them. I don't mess with that. I take the hose a couple times a week. Takes me a little bit of time, but it's not terrible. But I just don't want to lay down the drip lines and then have to roll them back up after I've harvested them just to lay down more landscape fabric, plant my new seeds, lay down more drip lines. It just seems like a lot of work. So I just water them by hand and it does not take that long. Okay, so I think we have everything covered when it comes to planting them. So now we're going to talk about harvesting them. When we harvest the tulips, we pull them up with the bulbs still attached. The reason we do this is because they are connected to their food source if we do this. That is actually a really big part of the main reason why I have the bulbs still attached. Yes, it helps with vase life. Yes, it guarantees a plump, happy tulip, but they can be stored dry for as much as three or four weeks in the cooler. I did them for three and a half weeks last year and they were great. I don't think I'll ever really do it more than two weeks, 
but basically you pull it up with the bulb still attached and then you can put them in crates. But what I do is I figure I can fit about a hundred of them in a five gallon bucket. So I put them all really close together, put my hands around them, and then I lower them with the bulbs on the bottom because they're heavy, so they're weighted that way. And then I lower them into a five-gallon bucket, and then they all just kind of support each other, and they stay upright, and they don't get floppy. And then I can fit, like, I don't know, probably 30 of those buckets in my walk-in cooler that's 38 degrees, and they can just stay there for weeks on end. And then when I need them, I can just cut off the bulb, and stick them in the vase. So it's it's perfect. So that is a huge, huge reason why we keep the bulb attached and why we, why we harvest them that way. So when I do it, I cut off the bulbs. I do it by hand, one by one, and then I hose them off really good because they're, they've got some dirt on the bottom six inches that was underground. So it, it just works out perfectly. I'm going to talk about my cooler in a second. I would just like to take a second to say that I too am constantly connected to my food source. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. It's important. And and aren't you happier? I am so much happier with a snack on me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Tulips are so much better when they're happy or when they've got a snack on them. I love that. So the tulip bulbs that I plant, and if you click on the episode notes, now these episodes come out on Mondays, but they go directly to Apple. They go directly to Spotify. But on Wednesday, the written form of the blog comes out and I've got pictures and you can stream it directly on the website. And the only reason for that is simply woman power of not having time to manually go in and enter that. So we gave ourselves that two days wiggle room. I think we'll be able to cut it down another day. I think we can switch it to like Monday, Tuesday instead of Monday, Wednesday. But we just wanted to give ourselves some grace in these early episodes. But if you go to my website, if you click on the episode notes of this if it's been out for at least two days, um, go to my website, sunnymarymeadow.com slash podcast. You can find this episode. And I've got pictures on there of all the fancy tulips I have. A lot of them look like peonies. They're big and fancy and I love them, but sometimes they're a little bit heavier. So they can get a little bit floppier in the vase. Now I'm really learning about these because I had some customers last year, like they were dead they were floppy. They were ugly. I'm like, no, they weren't. They were so pretty, but okay. Just learn that I need to cut those shorter because they they need to support each other a little bit, but they are so pretty. So they just need certain types of vases. One thing that you can do is you can wrap them in, like put them in a skinny vase or take like a funnel of paper and just kind of support them for the first like 24 hours after you harvest them. And then that will really just make them grow upward. And they actually can, this is interesting, but they actually continue to grow when they're in the vase. So they'll grow like another inch or two in like the 10 days that they live. So that's, if you put them in an arrangement, just keep in mind that they're going to get taller. So another thing I want to talk about, and I have not mastered this yet, but we'll see what happens. You can plant them in crates and a lot of people will do it in Minnesota You plant them in crates. You leave the crates outside. They have to be on the ground, you know, to get the natural freeze. And I was, (laughs) I was dumb. I messed up. I thought, oh, well, they just have to freeze. Not thinking like thaw, freeze, thaw, freeze. And I put them upstairs in the loft of my barn. I planted like 40 pots thinking, oh my God, I'm a genius. I'm going to have 40 pots of tulips around Easter time. And I'll bring them inside and turn on the grow lights and it'll work. Well, they all rotted. (laughs) So I think that they just thawed and froze so many times in the fall that it it just didn't work. They should have been on the ground like the regular tulips. Anyway, so I messed up there. You can force bulbs in a crate. And like I said, I'm not an expert about this, but 
you can look it up and see if it works for you. Who knows? Maybe in a year or two, that's something that I will do so that I can have my own tulips for Valentine's Day. Or maybe I say, you know what? Someone else can do that and that's just fine. And that's that's very interesting that they do that and that's not going to work for my business. I try really hard to work. I shouldn't say I try really hard. I work very smart when it comes to trying to just work with mother nature. Maybe we're not meant to have tulips in February. I don't know. I just try to find something that's available at that time. So after you've dug them up, it works really well because that's where I plant my next rows of flowers. So that dirt has already been worked up because of the tulip bulbs that were pulled up. Now, one other thing that I should have mentioned is I try to look at the tulip kinds that I buy. They're labeled this when you buy them. And I know everyone's going to say, where do you buy them? Where do you buy them? I have an EIN with my LLC and I have a wholesale license to buy wholesale tulips from a company. I'm not going to tell you where I buy them, um, but it's a good source. Anyway, so I also, I want to have my own tulip bulb sale locally in the fall. I think people would go crazy over the fancy tulips. And I have been selling some to like subscription holders, but I would like to get it on my website and really do it. I just have to make sure that I'm doing it properly, legally, whatever that looks like, because you actually don't need a license to sell cut flowers in Minnesota or annuals, but you do for perennials. And I would argue that these tulips are used as a cut flower, so they're annuals, but I don't know. I got to look at it because I don't want to break any laws and I don't want to go jail or get a fine or look like I'm trying to be a non-law abiding citizen that I am. And I feel like I'm a really good citizen, so I don't want to break the rules. So I try to buy different varieties that are labeled early, mid, and late blooming. So then they're not all going to bloom at once. So I plant some inside, plant some outside, and I can use my cooler. I'm really hoping, we'll find out at the end of this season, I'm hoping to have tulips for a solid eight weeks. And that really spreads things out. I have four weeks of subscription holders. I'm going to probably start those like week two. I want to make sure I have at least two weeks worth in my cooler by the time I do it. I've been approached by a few businesses to do some little tulip stem bars and tulip events. And I'm like, probably. 99% sure. Let's, by the time this episode comes, those events will be over. So we'll see what they are. But I, everybody goes crazy over tulips. So the last thing I want to talk about is the varieties that I grow and the ones that I don't grow anymore. So the one that I don't grow anymore that I'm going to really miss is called Rasta Parrot, R-A-S-T-A Parrot. But they were just so short. I did them for two years in a row and they were just so short, but they literally look like a rainbow. I'm going to post a picture on my website on the blog so you can see what they look like. I think they would be so cool in landscaping and eventually I will plant some in landscaping around my house, but they just do not work well as a cut flower anymore. New to me this year is Black Hero. It's a double peony looking tulip. Like I said, most of mine are doubles because you can go to a Coburn's or wherever and buy a dozen single tulips. Like I sell the fancy doubles. That's what I sell. And my subscriptions, I have a Tuesday, a Thursday, and a Saturday pickup with 40 bouquets each time. So 120 a week for four weeks. And Tuesday is completely sold out. I believe Thursday has six spots left and then Saturday still has about 25 spots. So We'll see what happens. If Saturday doesn't sell out, I might reach out to some people and or might just do a post on my social media stories and say, hey, are you not buying because it's Saturday? Because I can move it to Monday or I can move it to Wednesday. I just thought I would spread it out. But yeah, people go crazy over the over the flowers. So we talked about Rasta Parrot. We talked about Black Hero. Queen of the Night is a really, really deep purple, but it's a single stem. It, it looks like a normal tulip, but it's just this really deep, almost black color. 
really excited about that. And I have Mayflower, which is a really mauve color, I guess. It's like a pinkish, it's like a dusty pink and it, they just look beautiful together. I have Charming Beauty Foxtrot and Foxy Foxtrot. Mayflower, Averion, and I think that's it. No, we're missing two. And I don't have them written down. I don't know. I don't know. I'll add them to the blog post, what all I have. But I know that they're new to me. That's why I'm drawing a blank. So who knows? Maybe they don't turn out well. Yeah. So a few of you asked some questions. You know, you asked about high tunnels or growing them in high tunnels. You asked about what type of soil they do in. You asked about saving the bulbs. You asked about growing them gardening versus commercially. I think we covered them all. Abby, do you have any questions? I have a couple. All right. First question, how long did it take you to plant almost 10,000 tulip bulbs? So I am so fortunate. I have a lot of volunteers. We planted them in three days of like four or five hours a day. Oh my gosh. There were two people that were here. Well, there's a couple. They're just amazing. Carol and Dan, if you're listening. Carol and Dan are awesome. Carol and Dan come and help me plant harvest, whatever. And I always try to like, can I give you a bouquet? Can I give you flowers? Nope. Nope. We don't want them. They're, they're a married couple. I know their daughter pretty well. Like they're just awesome people. So they come and help. And then my friend Heather has come. I've had, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on all the names. Emily has come. Shannon came one day, Brent's sister. It really doesn't take that long. I mean, the shoveling of it, but if three people have a shovel and you just get it ready, I did use the skid steer to dig the trench and refill it. But yeah, so it really doesn't take as long as you think it would. Next question. You mentioned something called a potato fork for mm-hmm. harvesting. What the heck yes. is a potato so I will, fork? I will, I will put that on my website link, but it's basically a pitchfork with wider teeth and it's got like four teeth in it and it's straight instead of curved and it's really sharp and I would say they're like a half an inch wide and it really just digs up the soil really well. I would say it's a combination between a pitchfork and a shovel. Okay. It's my favorite tool. A potato fork. It's yellow. (laughs) It's yellow. (laughs) I will will post a link to one. Um, I'll see where I can find a link. I don't know if Amazon sells potato forks. I feel like I got mine at either Mimbach Fleet or Mills Fleet or I don't know where we got it. Probably a yards. No, not a yard sale, but no, a potato fork. It's a real thing. I'll post a link in the episode notes once I find it. Perfect. That's all I had. All my other questions got answered throughout the podcast. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was informative. I hope it added value to tulips. I hope it made you appreciate the work that goes into them no matter where you live whether you're growing them for yourself you're buying them from me you're buying them from somewhere else you're buying them at the grocery store there's just a lot of work that goes into them but there's a reason that they're so well desired thanks for listening to the sunny mary meadow podcast i'm your host liz if you like what you're hearing please subscribe and rate us you can find us on instagram pinterest and facebook at sunny mary meadow subscribe to our email newsletter at sunnymarymeadow.com and if you have questions or comments or anything to say we would love to hear from you you can email us at podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com 